0: The War of the Worlds. Chapter 9. We are on page 58. At the top it says, Henry and the narrator hide in an empty house and the Martians trap them inside. They learn more about the Martians and the machines by watching them. Chapter 9. Henry and I talked very little. I kept thinking about my wife. Was she safe? Did she think I was dead? I made up my mind to head toward Leatherhead. That means I decided to go to Leatherhead. Things had gotten quiet. We started to feel almost safe. Then we saw some people running. A moment later, we saw a Martian machine very close to us, high above some houses. We hid in the first place we could find, a shed in a garden. Henry sat down and cried. We would not move but I was in a rush to get to Leatherhead. I had to find my wife. So I left Henry in the shed. A shed is like a little wooden, very small little wooden uh, structure or building that people keep tools in or things that they need for the house that are too big to keep inside. That's a shed. I started on my way again. Henry came hurrying after me. Both of us should have stayed in the shed. As soon as we left, we saw the Martian machine again. It was picking up people one by one, putting them into a metal bag, the way we might pick fruit or flowers. At first, Henry and I just stood there, too horrified to move. Now the Martians were taking people alive. What would they do to them? We hid in a ditch until dark. In darkness, we could sneak out safely. When had we last eaten? We broke into an empty house. There was no food in it, but we found water to drink. The next house we tried had a lot to eat. Bread, meat, beans, and soup. Lucky for us. We were trapped in that house for two weeks. After we had eaten a good meal, we felt better. All at once, there was a glare of bright green light, then a thud and a crash of glass plaster fell from the ceiling that's the material that ceilings are made out of plaster it knocked me out for a while that means it hit me on the head and made me sleep henry helped me sit up i could see that the room was still dark don't move he whispered there is glass all over the floor if you move you will make noise and i think they are out there we sat in silence. We heard the sound of metal rattling outside. A Martian, Henry said. We sat still all night, wondering what was going on. In the morning, we saw most of the house had caved in. That means it had fallen down. I looked through a crack. A Martian machine was standing outside. Next to it was a spaceship. Another cylinder, I whispered. It landed right on this house. And it buried us inside. God have mercy on us, whispered Henry. He started to cry again. There was no sound but his sobs. Sobs are when you cry really heavily. I stayed as still as can be. Then came hammering from outside, then hooting, then hissing. What could be making these noises? We did not know. So before we go to the next page, I want you to think... The Martians were putting people inside their machines. So why did this make the narrator more scared than he was before? And then if you reread pages 60 to 61, why were the narrator and Henry trapped in the house? What happened? I must have fallen asleep. It was dawn when I woke. when I awoke. Henry sat with his eye next to the hole. I crept over and touched his arm. He jumped. A mass of plaster, that means a lot of plaster, fell with a loud crash. Would the Martians here, the two of us hid. But the plaster had left a bigger crack. Now both of us could see outside at the same time. I saw the cylinder. It had made a big pit when it landed, just as the first spaceship had. Its landing had smashed many houses. Most of this house was smashed as well. But somehow, the rooms we were in had been saved. A large Martian machine was digging. It was making the pit bigger. It made the hissing noises. The machine looked like a huge spider. It had five legs and many tentacles. It used the tentacles to do its work. It moved quickly and perfectly. At first, I thought it was alive, but it was metal. It had to be a machine. More amazing were the strange creatures near it. They were crawling around very slowly, as if moving hurt them. They were the real Martians. They were nothing but huge round heads, no bodies, each had a face in front. On it were two eyes and a beak, no nose. A beak is what birds have. Around the beak were 16 thin tentacles. The back of the head was one big ear. The Martians had no legs. They tried to get up on their tentacles, but on earth, they were too heavy to do it. I know now what was inside each huge Martian's head, a brain, lungs, and a heart, that's all. They had no stomachs. They did not eat the way we do. So they didn't need stomachs. They were heads, just heads. How did they live? What they did was not pretty. I saw them do it. They took blood from live animals, mostly humans. They injected it into themselves. Injected means they put it into their bloodstreams. Seeing this made me sick, but I will tell you more when I get to that. There are probably no green plants on Mars. The Martians had brought seeds with them. Bright red weeds grew from these seeds. They grew very big. In the pit, I saw the red weeds start out small. It covered all the sides of the pit after only four days. Later, I saw the same plants everywhere I went, wherever there was water anyway. We were trapped inside the house. A door led outside, but it opened only a little. Anyway, we could not leave without being seen. The Martians were everywhere. They didn't need to sleep, so we had no chance to sneak away. All Henry and I could do was watch the Martians closely. I probably saw more of them than any other person did. Sometimes they talked without sound. That is, they read each other's minds. At other times, they made howls like sirens, up and down the scale from note to note. That means their noises were high and low. The Martians had no bodies for clothes, What they wore were their machines. I mean that a Martian was inside each machine. They controlled the machines, the way a human runs a bicycle or a car. These Martians were almost all brain, so they made machines to do the things they could not do. Chapter 10. So Henry is acting like a baby, and the narrator is angry. Henry leaves the house, and the Martians take him. Then the Martians leave, and the narrator escapes. The War of the Worlds, page 68. Henry is acting like a baby, and the narrator is angry. Henry leaves the house, and the Martians take him. Then the Martians leave, and the narrator escapes again. Chapter 10. Getting along with Henry became harder and harder. I could not stand him. That means I didn't like him. He acts like a spoiled child. He ate too much. I warned him that we would soon run out of food, but he kept doing it. I would get very angry. I even hit Henry. He cried and hit me back. More huge Martian machines arrived. We saw them from our crack in the wall. We felt terribly scared, but we still peeped through the hole from time to time. That means we looked through the little hole. The machines moved quickly. The real Martians moved slowly. Could these slow creatures really be the live ones? I had to wonder. One day I heard human voices. I looked outside, but saw no one. Then I saw a machine grab something from a cage. It was a man. The machine took him away. I heard him scream. What would happen to him? I found out soon enough. That means very quickly he found out what the Martians were doing to the humans. The Martians were using a thin pipe to take blood from the live man. Then they piped his blood into themselves. They kept on until all his blood was gone. Would the Martians use me that way too? I knew Henry and I had to escape. I tried to dig a way out for us, but digging made too much noise. I had to stop. If only we could get out the door, but the Martians would see us. Henry was no help. The next day I found him drinking the rest of our water. I grabbed it from him. Then I divided all the food into 10 parts. That way it would last us 10 days. I would not let Henry eat any more that day. He kept trying to steal more. He cried like a child. He was hungry, but I kept him from the food. I tried everything with Henry. I threatened him. I talked sweetly to him. I even bribed him with the last bit of water but he kept stealing food and he kept crying. I knew he had lost his mind. Then he began to talk loudly. I begged him to stop. He threatened to yell. That would bring a Martian on us. That terrified me, but he did not yell. He just kept talking loud and crying. Be still, I begged. I have been still too long, Henry shouted. Shut up, I whispered. No, he said, I must go. I tried to grab him, but he slipped through the small opening in the door. He walked straight up to a Martian machine. The machine grabbed him. I could not watch anymore. I turned away. Just then I saw a tentacle. It was coming through the crack in the wall. Then came another. I kept still, too terrified to move. At last I crawled to the cellar. Had the Martian seen me? What was it doing now? I could hear it moving very very slowly but i stayed put that means i did not move hiding in a coal bin i listened i heard the martian moving around at last it was at the cellar door i heard the lock then the door opened the martians understood doors that means they knew how to open doors i dared not breathe that means i tried not to breathe The Martian moved slowly about the cellar. I could see a tentacle touching things. It looked like an elephant's trunk. Once it touched the heel of my boot, I almost screamed. I bit my hand instead. Click! The Martian grabbed something. I thought it had me, but I think it took a lump of coal. The Martian seemed to go out of the cellar again. I heard it shut the door. Then all was quiet. Had it gone? At last, I decided that it had, but I did not dare move. I hid in the cellar all day. I did not even go out for a drink of water. I stayed right where I was until the next day. Hunger finally forced me to leave the cellar. That means he was so hungry, he just had to leave. But every scrap of food was gone. The Martians must have taken it. I don't know why. Martians don't eat food. I was so thirsty, I tried the rainwater pump. I drank the dirty water. For the next two days, I ate nothing. I fell asleep and woke. My dreams were of food or Henry's death. I felt hopeless. That means I felt like the Martians were going to get me. No sounds came from the pit. Had I become deaf? I was too weak to look out the peephole. Three more days passed without a sound from the Martians. Some of their red weed was growing through the peephole. I overcame my fear and pushed it aside and looked. That means I stopped feeling afraid and he looked through the peephole. There was nothing in the pit but red weeds, no Martians, no machines. My chance for escape had come. I squeezed through the door. All around were skeletons and a few crows. Those are the blackbirds in the sky that you see everywhere smashed houses and the red weeds. That was all. I climbed out of the pit, away from the place that had been my prison, and oh, the fresh air seemed so sweet. That means it felt so great to be free and outside.